Hello and welcome in to a new edition of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. I am your host, TJ McBride of MileHighSports.com. For any of the content that we put up over on the website, just go ahead and jump over to MileHighSports.com and click on that Nuggets tab in the top right corner. Um... We're going to get into quite a bit today. The Nuggets beat the Knicks 115-108 to last night on the first of the year, and quite a bit went into this win. The Nuggets did not play their best game of the year by any stretch, but they still found a way to win once again, and they did so behind Nikola Jokic's just effortless triple-double. It's just so wild to me that Nikola Jokic can make these ridiculous, Ridiculous, you know, 19 points, 15 assists, 14 rebound games just look so casual and just businesslike. Um, so we'll definitely talk about Nikola Jokic quite a bit and at length in this podcast. Beyond that, though, Malik Beasley was phenomenal in this game. I mean, he ended up having another career night in terms of scoring, and he just can he just keeps showing that his confidence is, is as high as it's ever been in, in the NBA. And at this point, it's impossible not to look at him as anything other than a legitimate NBA rotation player that can find his way into pretty much any rotation in the National Basketball Association. He has been that good for the Nuggets this year, and it's it's been really incredible to watch his you know massive amount of progression that he has shown in just a short amount of time. Um, also in this game, Gary Harris has returned to the court for the Denver Nuggets. He came off the bench for his first game back, as was expected. He wasn't great. There was very clearly quite a bit of rust still going on when it comes to Gary Harris, but it was just great to have him back on the floor. And then Paul Millsap played his second game back from injury, and he really kicked off and knocked off a lot of the rust that he had after his first game when he played in Phoenix against the Suns. Also in a return to Denver was Emmanuel Moutier, the Nuggets' former starting point guard of just last year at one point. Um, didn't start last year, but has been was in Denver up until the trade deadline last season. Um, he had a very typical Moutier-type game, but I want to get into just his homecoming, the way that the Nuggets players perceived his return to the Nuggets, um, to playing against the Nuggets, among other things like that. And then I also want to get into how the Nuggets just keep finding ways to win games that are honestly, they have no business winning because the Knicks game and the Suns game now, they just had no business winning those games and yet they buckled down when they needed to, became opportunistic and got the job done when they needed to. Um, Then to finish out the podcast, we'll look ahead to the Nuggets uh, schedule for coming up and we'll try and decipher when they will grab their next loss because right now the Nuggets are on another three game winning streak. They're back in their winning ways, and they are holding strong onto that first seed in the Western Conference. Before we get into all of that stuff, though, first off, I want to give a shout-out to the Regulators Production Group. They're the ones that created the beats that you hear on the intro and outro of this podcast, and also Terrapin Care Station, which is the um, the leading sponsor of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. So, before we dive into all the nuances and semantics of the Nuggets' win against the Knicks on New Year's Day, here's a quick word from Terrapin Care Station. Before we get into the rest of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast, let me give you one quick word from our sponsors over at Terrapin Care Station. Since 2010, Terrapin Care Station has been providing patients and customers with high-quality cannabis products at everyday low prices. Serving the communities of Denver, Boulder, and Aurora, they offer their own flour and concentrates, as well as all the brands you love at prices that you just won't believe. They pride themselves in having the most knowledgeable and professional staff in the industry, and their team will work with you one-on-one to help you find the products that 
that are perfect for you. Their dispensaries are unassuming, safe, and discreet with ample parking at every location for a seamless retail experience. For up-to-date menus and promotions, head over to www.terrapincarestation.com or just come visit one of their five convenient Colorado locations today. Again, that is terrapincarestation.com, T-E-R-R-A-P-I-N, carestation.com. So let's just take this from the top, and there's nowhere else to start other than the fact that Nikola Jokic had a very business-like 19 points, 14 rebounds, and 15 assists against the Knicks. We're starting to reach the territory where we have to start calling Nikola Jokic one of the league's greatest passers, regardless of position, regardless of size, regardless of role. He is just, without a doubt, a savant-like passer when he's on the floor. He had 10 assists in just the first half alone. He assisted or made the first seven of the Nuggets' eight shots in the game. He ha- he was, without a doubt, the orchestrator of the Nuggets' offense, and he was getting them functioning like a symphony. It was Absolutely spectacular to watch Nikola Jokic just completely dismantle and dominate a game in the only in the ways that only really he can do so. I mean, I tweeted this during the game, and I it just it's an absolute blessing just to be able to watch Nikola Jokic play basketball this often. He is that special, and unless you're able to really hyper, you know, meticulously comb through everything that Nikola Jokic does on, on the court, it's hard to understand why he's so valuable. But if you go back and re-watch this game against the Knicks, you can just see all of the intangibles that Nikola Jokic brings with him on the court at any given time. He is just such a dominant facilitator. His IQ is unmatched. He is just an absolute, unique, one-of-a-kind individual player. And it's just, I keep using the term incredible and spectacular and all these insane, you know, emphatic adjectives to talk when I talk about Nikola Jokic, but it's impossible not to. I mean, this is a guy who has had a triple-double in the first half of a basketball game before. He owns the record for the fastest triple-double, and every single one of his numbers that he puts up directly relates to winning basketball. And there are so few players that are able to say that, and it's just it's absolutely a blessing to watch Nikola Jokic play basketball on a day-to-day basis. He is at the point now to where he'll put up 15 assists in his sleep. I mean, as long as his teammates are able to convert the great looks that he creates for them, at one point in his career, he will average 10 assists per game throughout an entire season. We're at the point now to where Nikola Jokic absolutely has the potential to be the third player in NBA history to average a triple-double for an entire season. Who knows when he actually gets there, but the fact that it's on the table that Nikola Jokic as a center, an unathletic, plotting center, can legitimately average a triple-double in this day and age of the NBA, it's just... It's mind-blowing. It is flat-out mind-blowing. And talking to the Nuggets players in the locker room after their win last night, all of them have similar feelings. They just... They watch Nikola Jokic, and they're just not surprised anymore. For NBA-caliber players to not be surprised at a center having 15 assists in a game, that says everything you need to know about how good Nikola Jokic is and how great he is and every single time that he 
you know, enters a basketball court, whether it's practice, whether it's a game, whether it's anything. The fact that his teammates are not surprised by this anymore speaks volumes for me. And I, I, could, I could go on forever about how just spectacular Nicola is, but I'm going to leave it there because there's going to be more conversations that we're going to have to have in the future about just how dominant, how spectacular, and how, how elite Nikola Jokic is in so many ways. Beyond Nikola Jokic, though, Malik Beasley was, again, phenomenal for the Nuggets. He ended up playing almost 30 minutes tonight. He played 29 minutes and 56 seconds against the Knicks, um, was 8 of 15 from the field, 5 of 9 from three-point distance, and then also had six rebounds and five assists without turning the ball over. He had 23 points in the contest, which, again, this is his third game of 20 points or more in the past four games that they have played. Malik Beasley just continually keeps showing that the confidence that he is playing with is here to stay and what's even more impressive is that I was talking to some executives before the game he's playing on a high ankle sprain that's still swollen this is not like just a very you know lackadaisical injury he is playing through some serious pain right now and he even said so after the game he said that his ankle really hurts and the fact that he's able to ride this out and ride this this wave this rhythm that he currently has and can can continue to score so effectively and so efficiently for this Nuggets team is huge with all the injuries that Denver has sustained throughout the season Malik Beasley has been one of the main Main reasons Denver has been able to get over the hump and stay above water with three starters out. And we're at the point now to where the Nuggets are going to have a very tough decision to make because coming up this offseason, they're going to have to decide on extension uh, conversations with not just Jamal Murray, not just Wancho Hernan Gomez, but also Malik Beasley. They all came in the, in, in the same draft class and they're going to eventually have to figure out what they're going to do with them because right now, it's looking like the Nuggets cannot let go of either Wancho Hernan Gomez or Malik Beasley. They have been that good for Denver all year. And like Michael Malone has alluded to, there's going to be some very tough decisions to make. Um, once the Nuggets do get healthy, they're not going to be able to play Malik Beasley 30 minutes and Torrey Craig 20 minutes and Wancho Hernan Gomez 20 minutes. There's going to be minutes that get axed out of that for those three players. But Malik Beasley is making as strong of an argument for anybody that he deserves to be at the top of the list for players who get minutes when everybody is healthy. So... It's going to be interesting to see how things play out, especially once Will Barton gets healthy, but it's safe to say that Malik Beasley has secured himself at least some kind of role in this rotation, regardless of, of how healthy the Nuggets roster is. He was phenomenal in this game, and the Nuggets, frankly, do not win this game without him. Um, again, three games with 20 points or more in the last four, and he is just coming along very, very well for Denver. He needs to find a way to fix up his defensive lapses he has, but beyond that, he has been a very very, very good um, player for Denver. Next, I want to get into Paul Millsap and Gary Harris because this was the first game that the Nuggets have played in something like almost a month that they've had at least four of their five opening day starters healthy. Um, Paul Millsap and Gary Harris did not start in this game, but they each got a fair amount of minutes. Paul Millsap more so than um, than Gary Harris. Gary Harris played 20 minutes in this game. Uh, the rust was evident. He was one of five from the field, missed all four of his three-point attempts, um, but he still managed to get six points, threw in two assists and two rebounds for good measure, played strong defense, and the Nuggets outscored the Knicks when he was on the floor by seven points in those 20 minutes. While Gary Harris's game was good, Paul Millsap's game was 
very needed. Um, he was a game high plus 17 for a reason. Um, 16 points, 6 of 13 shooting from the field. He did miss all four of his three-point attempts and missed six of his 10 free throw attempts. But still, the Nuggets don't win this game without his... His late game defensive antics, his ability to get big time rebounds, and the fact that he was able to step up when everything was starting to go wrong for the Nuggets. In that second half, especially later in that third quarter, things were starting to get away from the Nuggets, and Paul Millsap took it upon himself to get Denver a quick, you know, 5 0 run of his own and to be able to get offensive rebounds the Nuggets needed most and at least leave a lasting impact on this game and without Paul Millsap stemming the tide in that late third quarter early fourth quarter they wouldn't have been able to have the opportunity to let Nikola Jokic carry them home at the end of the game so Paul Millsap was great in this game I thought and it it was funny to see how much more comfortable the Nuggets were that they finally had their safety net in Paul Millsap behind them allowing them to be able to do what they do best. They had a veteran they can rely on to pick up the slack when things went wrong. And because of that, the Nuggets were able to pull out a big win, 115-108 over the Knicks, and get their third straight win. And I believe it was their ninth straight home victory of the season as well. So it's good to see Paul Millsap shaking off that rust. I would expect him to start against Sacramento on Thursday when the Nuggets travel out there after having his first two games off of the bench returning from injury. He just looks ready. He looks like he's able to step back into that starting lineup without missing a beat. He even said that his conditioning was better than he thought it would be at this point, especially in Denver at altitude. So I don't see a reason that Paul Millsap doesn't start against Sacramento, which will be great for the Nuggets because it allows their bench rotation to go back to normal, where Mason Plumlee is their backup center with Monte Morris and Malik Beasley off the bench. So keep an eye out for that. I would expect Paul Millsap to start on Thursday against the Kings. The last thing, or the second to last thing that I wanted to get into was Emmanuel Moutier returning to Denver. Um, I think the biggest takeaway of this was that, first of all, it was cool to see how much the Nuggets, um, I guess, were happy to see Moutier getting the opportunity that they felt he deserved. Things did not go well for him in Denver. He had a, he was handed the keys his first rookie season in Denver. Things did not go well with Brian Shaw. Then the Nuggets start slowly but surely just kind of moving away from Emmanuel Moutier, and then they drafted Jamal Murray, who eventually took over the starting role. Moutier was at the point where he was so frustrated in Denver that he refused to talk to the media in any capacity and was actually taking fines just because he did not want to talk to the media. So to see him finally get the opportunity to go elsewhere, go to New York, get a fresh start, have a new coach in Dave in, in Dave Fisdale who's been great for him, have a new opportunity to start, he has been much better. But against the Nuggets in Denver, he had a throwback game to how he used to play in Denver. Uh, He shot just 7 of 20 from the field, only took two threes, made one of them, missed both of his free throws, had four turnovers, but did have three rebounds and nine assists. Had 15 points on the night, but 15 points, I mean, it should not take 20 shots to get to 15 points for Moutier, and there was a whole lot of double clutch, fading long twos, and things along those lines, so... While Moutier definitely had good spurts in this game, there were moments where I thought it would be an Emmanuel Moutier revenge game against Denver. He still wasn't really as effective as people would hope. But Gary Harris was very happy to see him get an opportunity. Paul Millsap was 
very um, congratulatory of Emmanuel Moutier in his post-game press conference. Malik Beasley was happy for him. Um, him and uh, Moutier and Michael Malone shared a big hug before the game. So it's cool to see the Nuggets wishing well to Moutier, even though he is not in Denver anymore. And as a step further, the Nuggets PA announcer actually thanked Emmanuel Moutier at the midway point of the first quarter, and the Nuggets put up a big picture on the Jumbotron saying thank you to Emmanuel Moutier in a very classy display of appreciation for what he did do for the Nuggets organization and for the city of Denver. So overall, um, it was it was exactly what was expected for Emmanuel Moutier's return to Denver. He wasn't incredible, but he wasn't terrible, and then everybody was just very happy to see him getting a new opportunity in a new environment, and it's for Moutier to be able to be playing well this year, I we I mean everybody wishes him nothing but the best, and anybody who wishes ill will upon you know any NBA player or wishes them to fall apart in any capacity just isn't a good person. So, you know, from all of us at Mile High Sports and the Nuggets organization, as they have already shown, uh, they wish the best to Emmanuel Moutier and his endeavors from here on out. All right. The Nuggets just keep finding ways to win these games. I mean, I just wrote about this. There's a new piece up on MileHighSports.com right now that I wrote talking about this. About the Nuggets just, they're finding ways to win games they just flat out should not have won. Against the Suns, the Nuggets, you know, failed to close out quarters in the second, third, and fourth quarters well. And almost lost to the Suns, even though they had a 22-point lead in the fourth quarter. The same thing with the Knicks. The Nuggets allowed the Knicks to hang around in this game for absolutely no reason. They should have taken care of business earlier in this game and closed it out early to get their guys rest and they have not been able to do so but even despite all of that they continually find ways to get these wins regardless and it's very impressive because in the fourth quarter they realize that they need to turn up the defensive intensity and they have done so they turn up the offensive intensity and they have done so they have absolutely found a way to dig deep and win games that they should win they are not dropping games or letting go of the rope as Michael Malone says so often anymore this is a new evolved version of this Denver Nuggets team and you can see it when they play when these games get close and they just refuse to roll over and die and it's an incredibly impressive um, skill set for this young Nuggets team to have it's something that they did not have the past few years this is a completely new trait of theirs and they're it, it, it's really great to see they wouldn't be leading the Western Conference right now if they did not develop this this skill of winning late games when even though they did not have their A game all night and it was the same case against the Knicks so shouts to the Nuggets for finding a way to get um, games you know one shouts Michael Malone for being able to get his team to buy in and believe in themselves and hats off to Paul Millsap, especially in the veterans who have been able to instill that confidence on the court with their players when the going does get tough so again it's awesome to see the Nuggets finding ways to win no matter what Next, the Nuggets will head off to Sacramento to play them tomorrow on Thursday and before coming back to Denver and taking on the Charlotte Hornets at a 3 p.m. matinee game. So definitely keep your keep your eyes forward. The Nuggets are on a three-game winning streak, lead the Western Conference. They're 24-11, and, and they just continually keep finding ways to win basketball games. But 
That is all that we have from the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. Definitely go subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Leave a comment, leave a review, give it five stars. Reach out to me on Twitter to give me feedback at TJ McBride MBA. You can email me. My email is in my Twitter bio. Again, at TJ McBride MBA. Go check out the Regulators Production Group on Instagram. Um, you can also find Rod Simba, who is part of their group on Instagram. That's R O D S Y M B A. Also, check out Terrapin Care Station, who has been supporting this show since the start of the season. They are the leading sponsor of this show, and without them, I would not be able to bring you the content that I get to bring you on a daily basis. But that is all we have. Until next time, I hope you guys have a great day and enjoy the new year.